Blog Talk Radio. everybody and welcome to the show. This is your host Tom Stevens and we've got quite a show lined up for you today. It's all day social media today. We're going to talk to some teenagers live on the air and even parents too. So this is the day you want to tune in if you want to hear what the good and the bad is regarding social media. That's right. Not every app is a good app and not every um, app can be a bad app. It's just the way we live in the world today and what technology is. And what I want you all to do, especially you parents out there, is get your pens and your paper handy and start taking notes because there are new things happening every day when it comes to technology. And I want you all to be aware of what the good and the bad is out there. The reason I wanted teenagers on today is because they seem to know more about technology than any of us. And they will give us some good insight as to what exactly to expect with each app. Now, I found teenagers that I I know will be honest with me and tell me the good and the bad of all these, and I found a parent that I know will tell me the the toughness of raising children today with technology and iPads and iPhones and and computers and chat rooms and texting and Instagram and Snapchat and all these different things. We're going to cover as many of them as we can today, and you won't believe some of the apps that are out there that our youth of today are using. Before I do, I want to give you some critical information, and that is if you have a question today that you want to ask either a teenager or a parent or myself, being a therapist, about social media, what's good for social media, what's bad, what age should children start be using social media, any of those things, I want you to call in live on the show and and we'll talk to you. If you have a comment you want to make about a story or an experience you had, call in. Talk to me about what's happened in your life regarding social media, especially when it comes to children and teenagers. The phone number to call in is area code 347-838. 9737. Once again, that is area code 347-838-9737. You will be put in a queue where a computer lady will come on and say, if you want to talk to the host, press 1. And all you've got to do is push the number 1, and you will light up on our screen. We will get to you behind the scenes, get your name and your question down, and get you on the air ASAP. If you just, though, want to call and listen to the show anytime on your phone, you call that same number and don't push anything. And you can sit there and listen to it live right now. Also wanted to give you all a heads up that coming up soon, uh, next week, we're going to talk about different kinds of schooling and the different kinds of schools that are out there, especially for kids who learn differently and not like the mainstream education that we're used to. And we're also going to get a lot of back-to-school stuff going because I know parents have a lot of stress when it comes to -to back-to-school and how do we get kids sleeping again and waking up on time and doing their homework and getting used to getting out of that summer mode. To tell you a little bit about myself, though, my name is Tom Stevens. I am a psychotherapist here in Houston, Texas, and have been in practice for 20 years now and has specialized initially with children, and then that just morphed into doing a lot of work with uh, couples and especially parents. And in the parenting work specialized in, 
I kind of realized the way to spread information is to do a show like this so people can learn more about the different topics that all parents struggle with. And this one today is one that all parents will struggle with when it comes to social media. So I want you to sit back, relax, definitely call in if you want to to ask a question or make a comment, and just take in the information that's here today because when it comes to technology and social media and phones and iPads and computers and all that, we have to be aware and parents have to be aware. And by the way, if you want to go to our website, it is located at tomstevens.us. That's T-O-M-S-T-E-V-E-N-S dot U-S. You can also uh, catch us on our Blog Talk Radio website, which is blogtalkradio.com slash LPC, Or you can just go to the Apple Store or the Google Play Store and download the app. If you just type in Tom Stevens, they will pop up my picture, and you can download the app for my practice right away, and you can learn more and more information about uh, what we do here at our practice because we counsel children, teenagers, couples, families, and do a lot of different things here. So definitely check that out in the Apple Store or the Google Play Store. So what I'm going to do today, just so you have a heads up, is I'm going to bring on a couple of different teenagers who are going to kind of share their experience when it comes to social media. And then I'm going to bring in a parent to talk a little bit about what it's like from the parenting side of social media. So that will give us kind of the full-scale look at what it's like in social media land today. So teenagers need to be honest and tell us what – what the world's like when it comes to social media, what the pressures are, what the temptations are, and the parents kind of giving the the uh, insight to what, just what the struggles are as far as setting boundaries go. And the boundaries sometimes not very easy to set at all. So that is going to be our show today. And I think what I'm going to do is one more time, Phone number is area code 347-838-9737. Once again, area code 347-838-9737. And yes, one more time. Go to the website, tomstevens.us if you want to find information. So without further ado, I'm going to head on to my very first guest. And actually, sophomore in high school, I believe, and a 14-year-old sophomore, kind of a young sophomore, but uh, she's going to give us her insight because she's kind of been in the private school setting most of her life. Her name is Catherine Duffy, and she is... um, On the air now. Catherine, you there? Sorry, pushed the wrong button. Catherine, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Sorry, girl. I pushed the mute button instead (laughs) of the talk button. Welcome to the show, Catherine. Hi. I know, I know. Tell us, just before I ask you any questions regarding social media, Give me your background because I know it's interesting as as far as school goes and, and kind of where you've been because you are a young sophomore, but you are a sophomore here at school in Houston, Texas, right? Yes, I am. Okay, so tell me your background, where you've kind of been, lived, and stuff like that. Um, well, I was born in um, here in Houston, and um, then I moved to New York for my dad's work. And then um, he... He started working for um, another company, so we had to move back to Houston. And um, basically all my life I've been in private school, and um, now I'm here. Okay, so tell me this. You moved back to Houston when, recently? Um, Maybe about like eight years ago. Okay, so 
social media wise, the first time you got a phone, a cell phone was when? Um, I was about maybe 11, 12. 11 or 12. And do you remember the kind of phone it was? Oh my gosh, it was a flip phone. It was so embarrassing. Uh, but let me, Catherine, back then, yes. was it really embarrassing? Because the flip phone used to be the coolest thing to have. Yeah, it was, but that was, like, back, back then. This was about, like, 2011, I think, and that's whenever, like, iPhones were really popular, and so I was, like, really embarrassed because I had a flip phone and everybody else had, like, droids or iPhones, and it was just, I mean, I was happy that I had a phone. It was just kind of, like, weird okay. being the so only with the one flip with the phone, phone, what could you do with it? Was it the kind of phone that you have to type... If you want to push C, you have to type three times on the one button. Oh, yeah, it was exactly like that. Oh, yeah, but you probably got pretty good at that. And yeah, I did. Text. I mean, it grew on me. Yeah. So tell me this, then. The kind of phone you have now. Yes. It's um, an iPhone 5S, I believe. Okay, so you've upgraded quite a bit, which means you can't just only call and text. You can do a lot of things with it, right? Yes, I can. And, okay, so tell me the apps that you currently have, like the ones that you use a lot, whether it's Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, whatever. Um, I use Instagram and Snapchat the most. Okay. And any of them out there that, I don't know, you've had before that now you don't? Like Facebook, did um, you ever have I, that and you get rid of it? Uh, no, I never had a Facebook, but there's this thing called Kick. And um, mm-hmm. whenever I was in middle school, that used to be really popular. And um, I finally just got rid of it off of my phone. Okay, that brings me to a good question as a teenager. What is popular, cool, what is not? Like you said, if kick for you was middle schoolish, what is out now? What is no longer, like, the thing to do? Um, I'll kick. Um, I'm trying to think. There was this one app, um, like, it was on the Internet. It was on, like, you had to use it on a computer. It was called Omegle. And mm-hmm. um, I remember a lot of the guys in my class would, like, go on it. And just, like, it, it was basically an app that you logged onto, and then you'd sort of FaceTimed with random people. Mm-hmm. And, so like, it was just everyone, a, like, globally. Kind of like a roulette thing, right? Yeah, it was. Okay, just random. Yeah, okay, so mm-hmm. if, if if those are out, then what are the ones that you would say most teenagers are using today? Obviously, uh, Snapchat. Twitter. Twitter is huge. And Twitter, what is that? Yeah, Twitter is huge. Twitter, Why, I guess it's just because, I don't know. I feel like some people um, just want to tell everyone what they're doing. Other people want to, like, just fool around and be, like, stupid and just, like, I don't know. I feel like they want to get their thoughts out and be able to, like, see what other people are saying. I don't know. So with Twitter, can you do pictures too? Oh, yeah, you can do pictures, videos. Okay, so uh, so is it the thing nowadays for teenagers? Because a lot of parents, Catherine, that I have run into, I don't know. I think they almost hear about a lot of these apps, but they don't necessarily know how they all work. And um, I don't Would you say that your parents understand how they work? Um my mom has an Instagram and it's really funny to see her try and um work it, but she mainly got an Instagram to like sort of monitor me, I guess. But um yeah, it's really funny to see her do it because um if someone tries to request to follow her, since her account is private, she doesn't know who is going to follow her and um, if they're going to know if she accepted them or not. And I don't know. And for Twitter, I, I don't know. She thinks Twitter is stupid because why would you want to know what people are always saying when you can just talk to them on the phone? <laughs> and what I wonder is, do you end up having to teach your mom or your parent, a lot of teenagers do this, how to use different apps. And and by the way, that can be a good thing for teenagers because they can sneakily get around doing a lot of things. You probably know a lot of teenagers who do lots of stuff as far as apps go and their parents have no clue. Yeah. 
Um, uh, I mean, whenever whenever you try and um, show them what to do, I mean, sometimes they think that like you're trying, you're actually like completely trying to like guide them the wrong way. But uh-huh. other kids are just trying to just help them and figure out what to do. And so, uh, I mean, uh, Have you ever gotten in trouble where your phone is then taken away, no longer had use for it? I mean, you couldn't use it. Uh, yeah. Okay, ever for, like, anything having to do with your social media and your texting and your the apps you're using, any of that? Um, no, I don't think so. It was probably just because I did something else other than, like, social media, like, I don't know, like, doing something with my friends that I wasn't supposed to, or, um, I actually get in trouble with my dad all the time for, um, listening to music in my uh-huh. bed. Yeah, and he, um, he takes away my phone whenever I, um, accidentally sleep with my phone in my bed. And is that a bad thing? Like, teenagers today, I want parents to hear this, like, Having the phone being taken away, good, bad, torturous, what? Um, it's pretty torturous because um, whenever uh, whenever I'm doing stuff, I usually have mm. my phone in my hand. And so whenever, I know this is going to sound weird, but whenever I feel either uncomfortable or in an awkward situation, I always just unlock my phone and start looking at stuff on my phone just to, mm. like, relieve, like, tension or anything that's going around um, around me. Um, it's, yeah, it's pretty torturous, but I've also heard, um, there's some funny stuff on the internet where it's like, if you want to, um, punish your kids, you take away their charger or their Wi-Fi password, (laughs) because that's basically the power source of their phone. And if you do that, then it's just like, they have nothing to do. All right. A tip for the parents out there, other than the teenagers that go somehow purchase multiple chargers, and I've had kids actually do that before where they store uh, others or get them from their friends. If you want to talk to Catherine, everybody, 347-838-9737, and you can ask her a question. I was thinking of something, Catherine. What about the the apps you mentioned, Kick, okay, which I've heard mm-hmm. – you know, it's kind of a an interaction back and forth, texting, messaging, all that stuff. You can do pictures on there too, right, or videos? Yes. And that also can be a really bad thing because I've seen people do, you know, alternate aliases of names, hook up with the wrong oh, yeah. people, and it can be used oh, really yeah, bad. Yeah. How aware are your parents, just, just take yours because the majority are not, but how aware are your parents of the – you know, the upside to these apps are not all that bad. They're, they're intended to be used for good, but the good and the bad of all of them. I mean, would they know the good and the bad of these? Um, I don't know. My parents really don't. They don't really know some of most of the apps. But, like, um, Kick, I don't even think my parents knew what Kick was. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, I feel like whenever we're growing up, the parents should be able to make themselves available to us and they should be telling us that we can tell them anything. We shouldn't be scared to be uh, able to talk to them so that if something Mm -hmm. does go wrong, we can actually speak up and say something to them. Yeah, and most teenagers that I talk to as a therapist, I mean, most of them are like, my parents automatically judge me as doing something wrong and so I'm on this interrogation of what I've been doing or because my friends have done something, that must mean that I'm doing it too. And th- it's a pretty good point there that communication, like talking to each other, and I think the more parents are educated, like like I do these shows here, and I learn more about all these different apps so that I can know the good and the bad of them, not just because all of them are used for bad, you know. So communication's key. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, your advice for... Let's do your advice for parents out there of when it comes to social media, because when you ask a lot of parents about social media, they're like, oh, I don't know much about it. And Facebook, Facebook, that's all they do, Facebook. Mm-hmm. What do you think <laughs> your advice would be for a parents of teenagers who are, who are not getting along when it comes to social media because a lot of teenagers are just burying their lives into social media? What should, do, what should parents do? Um, they should definitely talk to their kids and communicate with them because 
if the kids are just, if if we, if we, <laughs> if we're just like our phones all the time, just not even having human interactions, it's just, what, what are we doing with our life? We're just on our phones. So um, I would definitely have, uh, I would definitely want my parents to talk to me about it and them to communicate that they think like something's wrong. Um, but then also having someone else like you, um, like mm-hmm. a therapist, talk to me about mm-hmm. it, it, it would make me realize like a, a whole lot that there's, it, that it actually is like, a problem and um that not just my parents are nagging on me and stuff like that (laughs) that's pretty good having another party to be able to help intervene and that's what i do a lot of times with people help the parents understand what the teenager is trying to say Catherine, you are one mature woman i'll tell you that um can i ask you you to hang on for like hang in there on hold for a little bit and if i have questions i can get back to you to ask them yeah sure Okay, you hang in there, and we'll get back to you just a little bit in the show. That was Catherine Duffy, sophomore in high school. A lot of wisdom there when it comes to um, social media and just also parents. That key of communication and talking to each other is so huge. All right, I want to get into my next guest, who is going to be a freshman this year in high school. And her name is Jamie. And I want to see if Jamie's there right now. Jamie, you there? Yes, I'm here. Jamie, welcome to the show. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. All right. Well, you've heard a little bit about what Catherine was saying on the show before you. And when it comes to, all right, you're going to be a freshman, right? Yes. Would you? And you have a, what kind of phone? Um, I have an iPhone 6. I actually just got it for my eighth grade graduation. Oh, my gosh. Eighth grade graduate getting an iPhone 6, and you're outdoing a sophomore. What's it going to come to next? Let me ask you off the top of your head, what's the youngest age? Like, when should children um, enter the world of social media from your perspective? Um, I definitely think that social media, it should be in middle school. Uh, I didn't get social media until... I was halfway through sixth grade. Um, mm-hmm. And did you think that was good, uh, too late, too early? Uh, I think that with different kids it's different, but I think that with me uh, it was a good time because I had seen my friends doing it before I did it. And so mm-hmm. uh, I kind of got to know uh, what can happen on social media. Okay. So I kind of got to sit back and watch them and then get to join in. And that's what I want to ask you when you say what can happen. What can happen? Like there's this big mystery and some parents freak out over all the stuff that can happen. But realistically, there are some bad things that can happen. So what can happen with social media? Um, A lot of things can happen. Uh, It just depends on the kid. Uh, Instagram, you can be private or you can be public. I uh, Mm -hmm. am a private user and uh, I think that if you are public, it can be a bad thing. Uh, because what does that mean? Like some parents don't page. even know that. Okay, so um, if you're private, then people have to ask to, like, see your pictures and see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you're public, then anyone who has an Instagram account can just look at what you're saying and the things that you're posting. And they can mm-hmm. comment and they can uh what's uh they can DM you, which is like a private uh mm-hmm. messaging between like uh a few people. And uh yeah. I've actually had someone follow me who uh said that they were someone but then they actually weren't and they DM'd me and uh I had to block them because Wow, so you've had somebody actually, and you know, people think, you know, your stories about stuff like that, and they don't think it really happens, but it does happen where there are dangerous people, and they're trying to do bad things, and, and teenagers, I think especially, need to pay attention to it, especially teenage girls. So what apps do you have now that you use most frequently? Um, I have Instagram, uh, Snapchat, and Kick. And, you know, this Snapchat thing, because I've seen, I don't mean to down any of these apps, and I want parents to hear today, I'm not trying to down the apps and say none of them are good. I think it's just important for parents to be aware of what they can do and can't do, because 
I have had many clients come in, teenagers, who have had Snapchat pictures on there that they probably shouldn't have, well, they shouldn't have, and thought they disappeared, you know, got them because they're supposed to just disappear, and people have grabbed those photos, copied them before they got erased, and then all of a sudden sent them around. And that does happen, right? Yes, that happens all the time. You have to be careful with anything that you post because uh, the Snapchat deal is that uh, you can put how long you want people to see your pictures. So it can be mm-hmm. anywhere from one second to ten seconds. Mm-hmm. And if you screenshot the picture fast enough, then you can save it. So uh, okay. if you are putting stuff on there that uh, you don't want other people to see, then uh, you shouldn't because it can definitely be saved and shared around to the whole school or, you know, wherever you are. Mm-hmm. Yep. And this is, by the way, if you want to talk to Jamie, Jamie Thompson, she is a freshman this year here in Houston, Texas. Call 347-838-9737 because in a little bit in the show I'm going to come back with Catherine and Jamie and ask them some questions about different apps and see if they actually know about them because, Jamie, I think a lot of times teenagers – I take it back to my – Jamie, when I grew up, we didn't have phones. We didn't have computers, like very different world. And so we couldn't get into as much trouble as teenagers can today. And I think teenagers sometimes either when they're by themselves and feeling crazy or with a group and feeling wild – they get involved in some things that I think later they might regret because I don't think teenagers realize what you put out there actually stays out there. And and I know parents sound, I don't know, kind of parenty a lot of times. No, uh, that, that's absolutely true. Uh, that happens all the time. Uh, either you are by yourself and you feel like uh, no one can see what you're doing or you're with a group mm-hmm. and – you are feeling uh, overconfident to think that you can do things you wouldn't normally do. Uh, and that's that happens all the time. I've seen my friends do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so what would you tell teenagers? Like, I'm sure you see teenagers that are doing the right things with social media and teenagers that are doing the wrong things, right? Yes, all the time. So what, what would you tell parents? I kind of asked Catherine that about how they can know for sure what they're teenagers are doing and whether they're in the right stuff or the wrong stuff? Um, uh, Sometimes it can be very hard to find out, but uh, what my mom does is she takes my phone uh, like, well, it used to be like once a month and now it's like every two months, but you have to work up and build the trust, you know, Uh, but she takes my phone and she uh, looks at all of my apps and my social medias and my text and uh, she can see everything that I do and what I say to people. So, which uh, I, I like sometimes cause I want her to know that I'm not doing things that are bad, but also if you say, you know, like a bad word to someone, you know, she can definitely see that. So you, you also have yeah. to be more aware of what you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause there's, and I think that that's there's... a good uh, I think that's a good thing that uh, parents can do because at first I was like, Mom, really, you're going to take my phone? But uh, <laughs> I'm glad that uh, she does it because it it has more trust, like, within our relationship. So mm-hmm. I like that. That brings that me comfort. to that. That makes me think of my next question for you, which is, okay, what are parents supposed to do? Teenagers come in my office all the time. Uh, and have gotten in trouble or get in a fight with their parents or do something with their phone that's inappropriate, and it's almost handcuffing the parents. Like, what do you want me to do? Do I just let it go and let it be? But what's a good punishment or a good consequence for teenagers that are either, I know you all probably heard about sexting or sending pictures or texting inappropriately or deleting texts that they know they didn't want their parents to see. Like, what should parents, what is, a consequence they could use? Um, that's a really good question because there's several things you can do. Uh, like Catherine said, you could take away their phone or the Wi-Fi password. But uh, I also think that a good thing to do is, like, say that, you know, they can't leave the house unless they know exactly what you're going to do uh, 
like while you're outside of the house and uh that they should be able to uh get on your social medias anytime that they want to uh um, so if you're on instagram would you say your parents uh would be kind of one of your followers if you're on twitter would they have your like in other words have have uh be hooked into it have access to the passwords what my mom does know my password so she can go on to her uh app that she has on her phone and go look at my things. And I think that's mm-hmm. perfectly fine, especially yeah. if you're not doing anything. Uh, but if you are, that's... <laughs> Most of the kids that aren't doing anything, they're great with it. And so I always tell parents, if your kids aren't, that's in my home too. I have a 14-year-old and a 10-year-old. And if they um, they know the condition of them having any media is us knowing the passwords because otherwise something funny is going on. That's a good point. Um, but, I mean, really, it's a hard thing for parents to do because if you uh, punish them too much, then uh, they're not going to want to talk to you. And if you punish them not enough, then uh, they feel like they can do whatever they want to. So good. it's definitely good... hard. Good. That's that. The communication is so important, and parents not just being there to ground or punish children, you know, teenagers, but to be able to stop and say, "Look, this isn't for me to torture you. This is like if I speed down the road, Jamie, and I get a ticket, even though I'm mad because the guy, what did he stop me? I was just going 10 miles over the speed limit, but I still deserve a ticket because I was speeding and I need to move on with life. And that's the same with grounding, Jamie." Can I get you to hang on the way I did, Catherine? Because I want to pull you all back in and ask you some questions here towards the end of the show, and I'm going to get to a parent right now. Would that be okay? Yes, that's fine. All right, everybody. That was Jamie Thompson. She is on hold and going to come back here in just a second. But before that, I wanted to interview a parent because I think that perspective is so important. And Christy Greenberg, are you there? I am. Hello. All right. Welcome. Thanks for being on today, Christy. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having okay. me. Have you, heard, have you heard much of the teenagers that have been talking? Yes, I have. I've been Pe- listening. People get a little frustrated with me sometimes because I tend to try to find, you know, good teenagers that are do- doing good things. And so I don't always get the teenagers that are sneaky and manipulative and doing all <laughs> the wrong things with their phones. But with all that said... Tell at least tell everybody first of all your children and their ages. Um, I have three children. I have a son that's fourteen, a daughter that's ten, going on eleven in just a few short months, and then I have an eight-year-old, almost nine-year-old next month. Okay, when it comes to social media, from let's just say eight to fourteen, do you treat them all the same? Do you have a standard in your home of uh, because sometimes we we consider like iPads different than phones, different than computer. Like, how do you do it in your home when it comes to social media? Because let me tell you, when you have three kids, they all want the same thing. How do you do it? Yeah, yeah, so absolutely. So, um, well, ironically enough, the 14-year-old um, is the less, the least interested in social media um, <laughs> by far. Um, and so he's... Um, busy he's an athlete and he just Mm -hmm. is not interested in a lot of that stuff he texts Mm -hmm. you know here and there uh my daughters are more interested in the instagram and and all that Mm -hmm. um so um with that being said i'm i'm not one of these helicopter parents that say oh Mm -hmm. you know this is not allowed because the bottom line is and i've said this before that social media is not going away and Mm -hmm. so um, you can put your children in a bubble for as long as you want, but you're not going to really prep them for like what the real world of social media is. So mm-hmm. I figure giving the guidelines, and um, you know they and they do have social media, but mm-hmm. all of their accounts run through mine and my husband's phone, mm-hmm. so we're able to see what they post or who is following them or who they follow. They're private. And um, I haven't had any issues, but of course, um, the world that we're in right now, being in a private school, um, 
uh, area ourselves, the kids are really good. Like they really follow yeah. the social media rules. I don't see any inappropriate things. I never, um, I've, ne- I haven't had any bad experiences with yeah. social media. That's, so that's what I was thinking while you were talking there, and, and about, you know, if you use all these apps that I have listed, and you use them the right way, then they can. Um, be a good thing, but if you use them the wrong way, then you know they can be dangerous. Have you ever? I'll tell you experience with me with my 14-year-old, who at one point on Instagram had somebody else who I guess was linked up with him, uh, who had these inappropriate pictures, like really inappropriate pictures, hooked into their Instagram. And so it wasn't a case of my son doing something, but it was a case of, you know, somebody that was following him or hooked in with him that did that. Have you ever run across a situation where you've seen Um, the not-so-good of things? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, you know, if the thing about it is, like, especially, like, for um, anyone in our household that has social media, if, especially if they have Instagram, if somebody requests them, they have to come and ask us, can I accept this person? And, and at that point, you know, if you don't know them, then the answer is no. And so, um, and then we monitor it. If we see if there's been a situation where maybe one particular um, teenager might have less boundaries and the, maybe the people that um, are on them, and what you will see is whereas open accounts are really open in Instagram world, bloggers and fashion designers and um, uh, designers and all that they open their accounts because they want people to follow. It's right. kind of almost yeah. like Pinterest, kind of you know boarding, you know being able to see things and all that kind of stuff. Um, whereas I would say the normal mainstream teenagers that are um, usually open, you'll click on them and you'll see that they have, you know, they don't have 200 people following them. They may have 1,200 or 1,500. And if you're 12 or 13 years old and have that many people following you, you don't know those people. You don't so, know that many. You don't know that many people. And so um, we had, I did have a situation where one of that happened where that they followed a particular person who mm-hmm. had that many followers. And mm-hmm. uh, again, the picture that was posted for whatever reason got a lot of buzz on that person's feed and it mm-hmm. was very inappropriate things. And at that point, uh, you know, we defriend and say absolutely right. not. So if, yeah. if we see that certain people kind of generate uh, different mm-hmm. types of followers, that then at that point it's like, no, you can't follow them. So, right. um, well, okay. Let like, me ask you. Yeah. Okay, I have. Um, I knew I wouldn't get away with this because my son Tony, the perfect timing for you being a parent. He was waiting for this show to come today because he has a question. Tony, you there? Tony, yes, you there? Yes, I am here. Okay. I want you to ask the question to the world that you have because Tony, Miss Greenberg, is in a different situation. Go ahead, Tony. Um, I was wondering what age you should start out with um, social media because, you know, at my age, I want one. So what age? And what okay, before Miss before Christy answers that question, what do you consider social media and what like what are you talking about? Are you talking about iPads, phones, Instagrams, Snapchats, whatever's what? I'm talking about like Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat, all that different kinds of stuff. Okay. Go ahead, Christy. Okay. So um Tony will probably like my answer better than you will, Tom, because this is more in his. Uh, I um, and you're aware that that my girls have the Instagram account, and they are younger. They're not middle school, um, so mm-hmm. I think that it's all an individual basis. Where I'm a conservative parent on so many levels, I'm a very liberal on others. So um, I have embraced social media myself and have enjoyed um, many Pinterest and uh, Instagram and 
uh, Facebook postings myself of entertainment. So I personally think that if you are a parent who monitors and is and in our household, it has it has worked. Um, we have not had any issues at all. And I know that for Remy, who will be 11 in December, she has several friends that are on um, on Instagram as well. But when they're at that age, uh, it's not a, you know, it's like, okay, you're on it one week, you may post something, and then maybe you may have a month where you don't post anything. So well, see, um, there you go. Tony, you're probably wondering if she's taking any new people in her home so you can move over yeah. there and <laughs> But I will, I will say this for Tony and for my home, because we've kind of always, when our oldest son got a phone, that's kind of the limit we have for Tony, which he's almost there to get it, that he still, and, and I think parents have to be aware of this, he's still on social media all the time because he's on any of our Instagrams or any of our Facebooks or any, like children today are still exposed. They're still playing games on iPads. They're still doing it he just doesn't have his own account and his own thing to do and so that's probably right tony is that what you're thinking yes sir that is <laughs> you sound so depressed thinking you're not getting it. he's basically it's it's one of those things where you start seeing friends and your same age yes. category having them and then you wonder you know why not me? And like I said, it, you, I, you know, it, it. There's no wrong or right, and uh, really, you know, we only have one judge of ourselves at the end of the day. So right. it really should just be about an individual family um, and what they and what the their beliefs are. And and my family, we have monitored it, and it has been safe, and it hasn't been a problem. So because of that, we have stayed down this path. But it's not for – it is not something um, that every family um, is – it's not like it's not going to happen. It just may be a later time. It's like that with anything, right. you know, whether you're going to – what when you can get your first car, you know, when you can go on your first date, when you can wear your first, you know, ounce of makeup. Right. All of that is individual family to family. So it is, you know, one of those things where it's kids, you know, you want to know, like, well, how come she does or he does and I can't? So. And I do say the same thing that Jamie and Catherine were saying earlier, that communication is really the key. And even when people come into our home, it's not like I'm a person that sits there and says, no, forget it, no. Uh, it's about talking about it and what it means and, and whether kids can use social media, and you know this too, especially being active with sports. The more active kids are, a lot of times the – they're doing other things, and so it's not all of their life. And if kids, I can see a 14-year-old get on social media and it ruin their life because they're consumed with it. And then I can see yeah. a 14-year-old get on, and it's just another thing that they do in their spare time that is not a huge distraction. So I think that plays a big part too. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Let me ask you, Christy, one more question. That If you were going to give just general parent advice, because apps are changing daily, um, the dangers of things are changing daily. Just like Jamie said earlier, she's had somebody try to, you know, connect with her direct message through Instagram that she didn't know. And there are things out there. Anything parents should do other than some parents that I see that just say, oh, I don't know anything about that, so I don't mess with it. It's just whatever that Snapchat and Tumblr and Twitter and things are, I just leave it. Like what should parents do from your perspective? Obviously, um knowing that social media isn't going away and it's going to be a huge part of our children's lives and all from now on out. I'm very aware of what Snapchat is, how you work it, how it works. I'm very aware of Instagram and Facebook, you know, all that. I think just knowing that it's not going to go away and knowing that you know what those things are and then mm-hmm. being able to educate, uh, you know, if your child makes a post and you say, you know, that probably, you know, nobody wants to see five pictures of yourself a day, you know. So, you know, so it's kind of educating them um, and letting them know what people are expect out of the social media end of it. And just, I think, just being really um, aware of of the social media and not mm-hmm. making it a taboo. It's kind of like telling your child they can never have a can of Coke or they can't have candy if you don't. Uh-huh. If you if you make it a taboo, they're gonna eventually get it. You're not gonna know it, and then they're gonna yeah. use it in a way that you have no idea. I would rather have it this way, where I know exactly what my kids are mm-hmm. doing, 
than for me to say it's an absolute no-no and then they go ahead and get it because they will and you won't even yeah. know that they're on yeah. and they have an Instagram or they have a Snapchat. And then you don't have a clue of what they're doing. Exactly. So for parents to stay aware and stay on top of things and keep watching what your teenagers are doing. Christy, thanks so much for being on today. Absolutely. Good information, a lot of good stuff, and hopefully I can have you back on again soon too. Sure, thanks. All right, thank you. All right, we're going to go to a caller now. Linda, are you there? Linda's got a question or a comment. I'm here. Most of my questions have been answered by that mom. But I am a grand. I am a very non-savvy grandma when it comes to mm-hmm. social media. But I guess uh, a couple of my questions would be: Do you, in fact, check the usage of your children's uh, uh, iPhones or whatever? And at what age do you think that not that they should have it, but at what age do you think they understand the lifelong consequences of the pictures and words that they put on the media? Yeah, that's those are awesome, awesome questions. I mean, you talk about getting some good free therapy here. That's what people come in for. When children are ready for it is honestly not a chronological age. It's not like 13, 14, 15. It's more their emotional age and how much they can tolerate. It's almost like me being a therapist. <clears throat> I have to be able to keep confidence of anybody that comes in my office and the stories they tell. So I can't just go out and blurb to people um, all all of their business, especially in my community, about what's going on. So I have to be mature enough to handle that. Teenagers have to be mature enough, or even adolescents, because at 8, 9, 10 years old, they're getting Instagram and Snapchat and stuff. But I think the younger they are, the more closely parents watch, and the older they are, the more closely parents communicate and I think with older teenagers, many times parents can seem like um, hounds and, like she said, helicopter parents of just give it a rest already. But I think parents get all over their teenagers about social media because they're not educated enough about what all the apps do. And so they need to learn what each app does and what the good and the bad, because somebody can have Snapchat and a parent can think, oh, that's just kind of a texting messaging device where they can talk to people. Well, yeah, I know a lot of 30-something-year-old people that use it because it's a quick way to message back and forth. And then I know a lot of 16-year-olds that send inappropriate pictures back and forth on it. And so I think for parents to stay, like, connected and uh, in the loop, and I also think parents need passwords, and I also think parents need uh, monitoring devices or software, and there are a lot. If you just Google, you know, parent monitoring uh, software, there's free software out there, and there's paid software, and some of them allow you to um, take snapshots of a child's computer or phone, and some of them allow you to see everything they do. Like, in other words, the days of blocking Linda, like I'm going to block them from being able to go to this website, are not as popular anymore as kind of watching and monitoring what teenagers do. But you know what happens with parents? We tend to get lazy and we tend to just forget about it and move on. And we have to be able to watch. And grandparents, by the way, it's a great opportunity for grandparents, even if they don't use social media, to learn about social media and what all the apps are because um, they teenagers will teach you. They'll show you what all of them do, especially when you have good ones. So I would say... You know, 10 is a good number as far as plus or minus a couple years. And like in my home, my youngest, who's 10, almost 11, doesn't have a phone, but he's able to interact, you know, through an iPad and messaging through that with his friends. And that's really what he needs right now is the messaging component. doesn't need all the, the Snapchat video, sending picture stuff for him right now. But, you know, when they're ready for it, I'd probably say high school. Okay. Yeah, I, you know, as a grandma who watches her grandkids a lot, uh, I just, I'm very non-savvy and I just want to be sure I'm not missing some of my responsibilities of checking Mm -hmm. on that. Do I have to learn too, I guess, uh, what's going on? It would be great for you to learn because the more that you know about all the individual apps, the more that you know, oh, that's what this one can be used for, that one. There are great websites out there that that teach you about every single app. 
and what can be done with them that's great and what can be done with them that's not. And can you just look that up on Google or something to mm-hmm. learn what oh, yeah. the chat does? Okay, you I'm can, going there. You can Google, <laughs> you can Google social media, uh, good and bad, for instance, and you mm-hmm. it'll pull up a whole list. In fact, I'm going to go over them now with Jamie and Catherine to see which ones they know because some of them are super dangerous and some of them are, you know, really cool tools that they can use for for fun, for fun. It's just like Vine, you know, on Facebook, you'll see a lot of videos and there are Vine videos of different things and some of them are really funny, cool, family-related things and then some of them are completely inappropriate. So, yeah, you can Google that. Okay, I'm listening to those smart teenagers now. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Linda, for calling in. All right, I'm going to go back now to uh, Catherine and Jamie and I want to get y'all's feedback. I've got y'all both hooked in now. Y'all there? You can put both of y'all in together if we can. Can y'all hear me? Yes. Okay. I'm going to run through. Y'all have heard this whole show, and and I'm going to run through a list of uh, apps, and I want to see if y'all know who they are or what they are and what they do and if you've tried them before. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Yik Yak. Uh, I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is either. <laughs> okay, and I want to do this so parents can be educated, and Linda, who just called, can be educated on all the different things that are out there. Yik Yak is kind of a um, one of those anonymous posting things where you can just post anonymous comments and, and nobody really knows who you are. The problem with a Yik Yak, which it can be kind of cool in communities like your friends posting things back and forth, but the problem is, and we didn't even talk about this earlier, girls, the threat of, like, bullying and comments about people that you can put on there that nobody can trace to you. And there's a lot of that cyber bullying stuff that people don't realize if a um, uh, rumor or something gets spread about you that can't be good. What about Tinder? Oh, yeah, we know about Tinder. All right, and that has to be Catherine. What, what is, what's up with it? Um, I'm, I'm almost positive it's a dating website or app. Mm-hmm that uh, you basically like swipe to the right or the left and I'm I don't I don't use it so I wouldn't know like which way is which but um, I think well, yes, Jamie uh well I have like seen YouTube videos on Tinder and everything and pretty much it's uh if you both like each other so if they see my photo and they like it and if I see their photo and I and I like their photo then uh, it sets up like a uh, conversation deal where you can talk to each other. And uh, then if that goes well, then you can find out where they are, like if they're 10 miles away from you or four miles away from you. Uh, And that can be definitely dangerous because uh, they might have a fake photo and that might be a fake conversation that they're having with you. And then you go and meet up them and you could be blindsided so so tinder something that honestly when it was developed from what i understood was meant for adults as far as a dating opportunity is now turned into a teenage crazy land all right ask fm y'all have one of those oh my god i used to have that what is that is that old school what what um well it's not really old school it's just um some some crazy stuff happened on there and i just my mom told me to um, delete it, and so I got rid of it. Okay, so basically it's a question-answer thing, right, where people put questions mm-hmm. on there. Uh, you have a yep. special site kind of that clicks to you. They ask you a question like, what's your favorite color? That's being really nice. But you would say blue, and then you know people just keep asking different questions, right? Yeah. Again, honestly, Catherine and Jamie, some of these, really all of them, they can be used as, if they were used for the intended purpose, they'd be okay, but people tend to take it too far. What about Voxer? Y'all ever heard of that? Uh, no. Yeah, Voxer's kind of a walkie-talkie app, and, and a lot of times used for adults. It's, I think, meant for that, where instead of texting back and forth, you know, it, it's more high speed. You can get, like, a bunch of people on at once, kind of almost voice chatting back and forth, mm-hmm. but again... Another one that is um, 
kind of a walkie-talkie, like bullying opportunity for people to make comments about a bunch of other people. Snapchat, y'all mentioned. What about Poke? Uh, I've heard about it, but I don't know that much about it. Yeah, similar to a Snapchat, kind of does the video thing, tries to make them erase. But again, even though you put a time limit on your stuff being out there, your pictures, if you have it expire 10 minutes from now, anybody who grabs it can actually grab it, and then it's out there forever. Y'all know Vine, I guess. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that's another one, boy. You see some really funny, cool videos out there, but then again... I'm sure y'all have seen some crazy videos, too. Oh, yeah. I've seen a lot of ones where before you watch it, they have that sensor on it. But, mm-hmm. you know, really, no one pays to it. They just tap it, and then it goes away. Yep. That is a um, – now, these are all things I think parents, at least if they can understand them, will know what they mean. What about mm-hmm. Whisper? Oh, yeah, I've heard about Whisper. Okay. Anything you know about it, Jamie? You, too? Um, I don't know about it. What do you know, Catherine? Um, actually, I used to have a whisper. Um, basically, it's just like random confessions. And sometimes mm-hmm. they're like, they're just like normal, like stupid stuff that people put on. But then others are like really like detailed and weird and gross. And yeah. just and, not and mind you, to... right, actually an app that you can put, it's, kind of listed as to put secrets on, like things you want people to know, but um, you wouldn't tell anybody else, almost a secret, but you don't know whether everybody's telling the truth, and you don't know if people are talking about other people. It also does have a location tracker on it, so people can kind of tell where you're coming from. Uh, But you know what's weird, girls, about these? So many of these, like Whisper Vine, they're all 17-plus kicks, 17-year-old-plus apps, but everybody who's 10 and up can really access these. And so I think that's yeah. the thing that we, we lose sight of is that some of these are not meant for the kids that are using them. Tumblr. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know a lot Anything of people on... who use Tumblr. Um, yeah. It, I feel like it's just like another, it's not really like another Twitter, but it's just like, I feel like it has the same purpose. And can be used good, but also can be used as a secret cave for a lot of inappropriate stuff. Instagram, y'all have. Uh, there's another one. Do y'all know much about jailbreaking apps? Um, heard about I've heard a lot about jailbreaking. Um, I've never done it because my brother, uh, he wouldn't allow me to do it because then it would like mess up my phone and all this other stuff. But, um, yeah, I've heard about it. Yeah, and, you know, those are basically for parents, you know, ways for kids to hijack kind of the phone and undo the restrictions that the parents have actually put on the phone. So parents, you know, you need to be able to be aware of what teenagers are doing. And I'm always a fan of teenagers knowing different apps that are out there. I don't try to hide them, which is why I'm putting them on the show today. But for them to be aware that um, you can have a choice of whether you use this the right way or whether you use it the wrong way. And uh, girls, kind of as we start to wrap it up here, what would you all say, um, like really, if you were trying to be honest and not like um, just trying to be honest to teenagers, what do you think What do you think the downfall of social media is today and what do you think the upside and the good of it is? And start with, start with uh, Catherine first. Okay. Um, well, the main downfall is bullying – and um, sexting and all of that other stuff. Um, I don't know. It's just, I guess, the upside, they're being able to communicate, uh, be with friends, and um, really know what's happening um, other than just your life. And I know um, that, like, back um, back then, um, all you, you would only have, like, calling, like calling each other on the phone and, like, seeing what's happening with them. And um, But then, again, the other downside is not really actually talking to someone and communicating with them. You're mm-hmm. just liking a post or reposting something that they um, posted. So um, right. I think those are basically the main things. Right. Okay. And, Jamie, real quick, we're about to run out of time, but I do want to hear your feedback of what you think. Um, Good and the bad. So I 
I think that uh, there's a lot of bads, definitely. Uh, like what Catherine said, uh, there's definitely bullying. I have seen it myself. I have had it happen to me. Uh, mm-hmm. And I blocked them and I deleted the things that they said. Uh, and also, uh, you know, putting inappropriate things out there that you wouldn't necessarily uh, like say to someone's face or like show to someone, like if you were a person to person, I think that right. uh, social media gives you this kind of confidence that you wouldn't usually have if you were, right. you know, talking to them. And that those are definitely uh, some downfalls, but also the confidence can be a good thing uh, for someone who I guess you could say is shy and they don't really talk to someone, uh, this is a good way to get to know uh, people who you don't usually talk to uh, without Mm. them feeling shy and, like, don't want to talk to you. So that's a good way. uh, That's a good thing. And also another good thing is uh, just to be able to talk to someone that maybe lives in a different state or even country or town, uh, but obviously you can do this by uh, calling and uh, texting, yeah. but it's it's different because you get to get to know their friends and they get to get to know yeah. uh, your friends uh, because they can follow them or they can talk to them on uh, Snapchat or Kick, and that's another good thing about it. There's, yeah, uh, awesome. That's exactly the advice that was needed out here. Jamie Thompson, Catherine Duffy, thanks so much, girls, for being on the show. I hope you'll do it again sometime with me. Yeah, definitely. All right. Thanks for being on. We are out of time.